When humans first landed on the Falkland Islands, they were pleasantly greeted by what seemed like a domesticated dog. More fox-like than a regular dog, this creature was the Falkland Islands wolf, and it was the only mammal on the entire island. But as these happy-go-lucky pups would soon find out, all that was about to change. Welcome to Extinction Event, a podcast about extinct and soon-to-be-extinct animals. I'm your host, Melissa Thomas, and I'm here, as always, with a wonderful Jack Collier. Welcome back to the show, Jack. We're still doing it. We're still here. Thanks, Melissa. We're still here. We're still pressing record and talking into microphones. Still having fun? Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. There's still animals dying. (laughs) I didn't think we'd make it this far. I didn't either. I thought someone would kick in the door and shut us down for illegally spreading half-researched information. The real mystery is how nobody has called us out on bad facts yet. No, that's not a mystery. We're in a world where facts does not matter. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, You know, I realize I've been rude quite often on the podcast. We're always talking about what my favorite animal is extinct or not and i i haven't really asked you what your favorite one is not the one that you identify with the most like the giant ground sloth but just your general favorite one dead or alive oh boy i knew this day was coming and yet i'm still unprepared (laughs) i know that you're gonna judge me harshly (laughs) i gotta say killer whale yeah. How dare you? You know that I wanted to be a killer whale trainer when I was a kid. <laughs> Everyone, you can just rewind the podcast. Ten seconds to where Melissa said how she was realized she's being selfish and only talking about her favorite animals. <laughs> I'll tell you why. As a child, obviously growing up in San Diego, the killer whale was a pretty big deal. Yeah, they got rid of all those, though, didn't they? Yes, but in the 90s. Those whales were just going free, crazy. Free Willy came out. Oh. Everybody's eyes were on like, oh, man, these whales are so cool. I appreciated them for their graphic design qualities. I like the big white <laughs> eyeball thingy happening. It's just got a good design overall. Nerd. Yeah. Sleek. You know, everything about it's very cool. I can't believe you are saying that's your favorite animal. Anyway. Sure. Why not? We can talk after the episode more about this. I'm not going to do that. Moving on to the topic at hand, which is the Falkland Islands wolf. You know anything about this creature? No, never even heard of it. Who cares? (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Well, let's get into it. The Falkland Islands wolf lived on the Falkland Islands. Surprise. Yeah, big surprise there. They are about 300 miles off the southern tip of Argentina. This animal was also called the Falkland Islands dog, the Antarctic wolf, and the wara, W-A-R-R-A-H. And all those names kind of make sense because it kind of looked like a dog and a wolf and a fox all smooshed together. It was sort of reddish in color, typically, and the tail was very fox-like. It was poofy and had a white tip. And as we'll see, these mammals were pretty hard to classify, And we weren't really sure what they were for a long time. Today, I'm going to try and call them the Falkland Islands wolf or dog. But I might slip up. 
there's a bit of an identity crisis there. Not quite sure how to categorize them. Yeah. So the story begins. First contact with humans is in 1690. An English boat lands on the islands. And these animals are wonderful hosts. Very welcoming. Super friendly. They weren't scared of humans at all. In fact, they would swim out into the water, tails wagging, to meet boats like this. Honestly, what better welcome party could you ask for? Here you are, sailing across the world, get to some nice-looking islands. Amazing. What comes out to some happy-go-lucky pups wagging their tails? Can, can you imagine? Like, finally, you're home, and you've never been there before. Oh, exactly. This is paradise on Earth. This has to have a happy ending. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't say that very convincingly. Uh, this, so this behavior, while it's nice, it seems a little bit unusual for a wild animal to behave this way towards a human, right? But the Falkland Island wolves had basically never had anything to fear in their entire lives. They're a relatively large mammal, and we soon find out they're the only mammal on this island. So they'd never had to be scared of anything. So when they approach humans... It's, no reason to fear them. Yeah. They're generally curious about these, you know, new... Oh, we'll give them a reason to fear. And the humans are also curious about this lonely mammal on the island that's existing on what is a relatively sparse island as far as plant and animal life is concerned. There's not a whole lot. We think probably they ate ground nesting birds and scavenged the seashore for food. Records from the time also mention that they would uh, make burrows in the sand on the beach. So... To the Englishmen who first landed here, these Falkland Island wolves are behaving a lot like domesticated dogs. And they decide, hey, let's bring one of these back with us. Great idea. Yeah. You know, here is like a brand new, super friendly dog. The kids back in England are going to love this. They're going to flip. Yeah. And the dogs are going to love it. I'm thinking that, you know, they've been in isolation on a beach for, you know, who knows how long. Now they're finally going to get to play with a Frisbee for the first time. And, and that's the tragedy in all this. They've been living on a beach with no Frisbee. Oh, my God. Right? Isn't that the worst? You go to the beach and, you're, and you unpack your stuff and there's no Frisbee. Might as well go home or Might just, as well walk, just out wa- wa- walk out into the water. Walk out into... Might as well just walk, walk out, out into, into the, the ocean, ocean and, and kill, kill yourself. Oh, God. Every time. <laughs> they should just have an emergency stack of Frisbees. <laughs> right next to the, um, the poop bags sometimes they have. But half the time you're like on a you beach just where a dogs aren't allowed. <laughs> Wait, oh, for dogs. dogs. Yeah. Dogs. Yeah. yeah the <laughs> poop deck for dogs. <laughs> okay. So th- they've got one on the ship. They're going back. And uh, what happens is this ship gets into a battle with another ship because that kind of stuff happened a lot back then. Cannons are fired. Mm-hmm. The dogs get spooked, jumps overboard. And I guess it just you know, drowns or something. I mean, I figured it would know how to doggy paddle, but... A few thousand miles. (laughs) So their plan to bring home some dogs for Christmas did not work out because they ran into another, I guess, dog-hating ship that decided to shoot cannons at them. And this spooked the dog, and that was the end. Yeah. Wow. Bummer. End of the episode. (laughs) Those kids got, like, an orange for Christmas instead. You mentioned that the other ship might have been a dog-hating ship, and it's interesting that you say that because 
there is another account of a boat coming to the Falkland Islands once again. And the wolves come running out again into the water to greet them. But this time, the men on the ship freak out. And they think they're trying to attack them. So they turn around, sail away. I mean, that's kind of rude. Who knows what the wolves thought of that? You know, that's we, like we've all seen this person, right? What do you mean? We've always seen that person who just like, here's this basically Ottoman with uh, a tongue. <laughs> and they come in and they're like, do you have a dog? And then they go, ah. and you know, the dog like kind of winks at them and, and they freak out. There's yeah. people like that. And maybe they have a good reason. Maybe they maybe. got bit when they were a kid. Maybe they weren't just in, didn't know anything about dogs. And obviously it seems like there is a whole boat full of these people. An irrational fear in most cases, I would say. But but we also don't know what other islands they stopped at. That's true. You're saying there could have been islands with not friendly dogs. They, yeah. They came out, you know, rabid blood coming from their teeth. and Blood coming from their teeth? <laughs> So they were, they had like, oh, nice to meet you. Uh, sorry, we all just flossed. <laughs> we're fighting gingivitis. <laughs> It'd be very alarming. Yeah, that'll leave an impression. Who are we to judge history's dog haters? Okay, well, that would have been fine if they had just sailed away, but uh, they, they didn't. They came up with this plan, and they sneakily sail back to the island. I don't know how they do it, but... They, to avoid all those watchdogs. So they sail back and they set fire to the island. Seems I, like a bit of an overreaction. Yeah. If you don't like the dog, just don't pet him. Your fear of dogs runs deep if you are setting fire to the entire island. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe you mistook a dog for some something else. You know what I bet? They saw the dogs swimming out and they're like, oh, these are mermaids or these are a sea serpent. Half dog, half... Sea dogs. Okay. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Don't let them... Don't look at them, men. They'll turn you into stone. (laughs) We got to come back and set the island on fire. So that's not cool. They set fire to the island. And you think that's it. End of story. Episode over. But no. Turns out the dogs are fine somehow. Let me just stop you right there. Because you know how hard it was for me to not make a hot dog joke about (laughs) this dog island getting set on fire. What curious what would hard. what was the joke you were going to make? I didn't even let myself go down that path. I just knew that I wasn't gonna go down that path. Maybe something like a hot hot dog island, huh? What's next? Mustard volcanoes? <laughs> <laughs> yes, something something close to that. Yeah. Okay. Well thank you mm-hmm. for not making that joke. We would have lost all listeners. All remaining five listeners. We got some cat people who listen to the pod, yeah. They would have picked up and been like, yeah, hell yeah. Probably cat people on that other boat who shot the other dog boat. There was probably cats on that boat manipulating those seamen. Ratatouille style, up in their hats, forcing them to shoot cannons at them. Next week, let's do an extinct cat. (laughs) Show them a thing or two. Extinction Event is sponsored by Mammoth Bar. We all know Mammoth Bar is a raw protein bar. No weird stuff. All organic. You guys know. You've heard it. Well, this week we had a focus test group go over some of the material we normally do for Mammoth Bar on the show. 
And we got some great feedback from just average regular people. Uh, the people have spoken, and uh, we're going to put them right into the ads. Let's see. We got here some some notes from people. <clears throat> Talk more about how it's certified organic, free of harmful additives, <laughs> cleaner, and more nutritious. That's great feedback. You know, it's just so nice to have a real voice in the room. Right. Here's another one. This is from Susie Darnden in Illinois. I like when you talk about low sugar, high protein, and only nine grams of sugar, and it's packed with 12 grams of protein. <laughs> Thank you, Susie. That's a beautiful note. M- Melissa, you want to read this next one? I have a note here from Sam H- Huntington from Idaho, and he said, after listening to last week's episode, the one where you suggest using mammoth bars as wolverine knives in between your fingers to make you feel less weird. I tried what you said, but people still thought I was weird, and even a random dog on the street jumped up and ate the cinnamon cashew mammoth bar out of my hand and bit my finger in the process. It would be better if you mentioned something else instead of that next time, Maybe the fact that it's gluten-free, dairy-free, soy-free, no fillers. <laughs> wow. Excellent insight. We certainly didn't mean for anybody's Mm-mm. fingers to get bit yeah. by random dogs. These notes are very hard-hitting and very mm-hmm. clear that mm-hmm. people want the features. Stick to the facts. Like this quote, for instance. <sighs> From Regina Gorshin. I went to mammothbar.com on my internet browser. It kept saying I had connectivity issues. I got super mad and instead tried to make my own mammoth bars. I couldn't find any sprouted nuts, so I had to use regular nuts. I couldn't find anything organic, so I had to use non-organic stuff. And none of my ingredients were clean. What? Regina, clean your ingredients. I smashed together a bunch of coconut shards and a goji berry. Or at least I think it was a goji berry. The result was something that I would call weird. (laughs) I think I finally get what you mean when you say no weird stuff. (laughs) I also fed my homemade mammoth bar to my son. At first, he liked it. But then he started spinning around in circles uncontrollably. I couldn't get him to stop spinning and had to take him to the hospital. It turned out the doctor said that what I fed him... (laughs) was directly caused to his inability to stand still. And now I'm on trial for sending my son into a tyrannical spinning. (laughs) These are really weird things to come from a focus group. It just kind of gets incoherent after that. I'm having a real hard time reading this handwriting. She's eating unclean ingredients. That's what happens. There's like a paw print on the page (laughs) after this. I don't know what happened to that, but I'm sure everything turned out fine. I'm sure. Thank you. Please continue writing in, critiquing the ads, because we take it all to heart. We're very serious about the ads here. Very serious. Mammothbar.com. Mammothbar. No weird stuff. So moving on, did you know that Darwin visited these islands? Oh, yeah. Everybody knows that. Everybody knows that? Yeah. No, I didn't know. Do you know what he visited them in? Volkswagen. The Beagle. The Beagle. (laughs) Oh. You remember the Beagle. Yes. Darwin's famous ship. Of course. The HMS Beagle. 
really got around. And a dog, if, Beagle, a dog. <laughs> yeah, and you know he's not scared of the wolves. He's fascinated by them. So they interested him for a couple of reasons. One, the subtle differences between East Falkland and West Falkland Island wolves. There's two islands. Helped influence his ideas about evolution. And also, the origin of the animal itself was a mystery to him. Why was it the only mammal on the island? How did this thing get here? It didn't make any sense to him. Over the years, a couple of possibilities are considered. Perhaps it got there like we think the Galapagos tortoises got to those islands. Maybe it floated out, used some chunks of ice or a log as a raft. But this is a pretty unlikely scenario. Why is that? In the case of the tortoise... The shell allowing it to float and it can go without food or water for a very long time. It kind of makes it the perfect island hopper. Sure. Mm-hmm. Whereas it, dog. It's a little submarine. A wolf fox dog, like the Falkland Island wolf. Not going to last that long. Yeah. Doesn't have the quite the floating range to right. island hop. You'd have to have a couple get there that way. Mm-hmm. And it just seems unlikely that wolves would be swept out to sea in that manner. But I don't know. They could have. Another theory is that ancient people sailed to the islands with dogs and then they left them there, which is just terrible, right? Abandoning a dog like that. But Well, I mean, again, we don't know the story, all right? Sure. They could have been on this long road trip on the ocean, get to an island. This dog has been driving them crazy. <laughs> he hops off. They're just like, okay, we're going to stop at this island, pick up some burrowing birds, and then go everyone out. All right? Nobody. And then this dog hops off and takes off, and they're like, we don't have time to get him. Let's just go. Well, I I know what you mean. Uh, Dogs can do some annoying stuff sometimes. I know of a dog, (laughs) of a beagle, who recently ate something like 14 bags of individually packed potato chips. Mm, Yeah. That'll put you over the edge. That'll leave you on an island. So maybe this happened. Some people think that they might have been ancestors of the Fuegan dog. I don't know if you've heard of that. No. No. This was the domesticated dog of the Yagan people. I I don't know if I'm saying that right. Oh, the Yagan. The Yagan Fuegan dogs. I'm sorry. I thought you said something else. Yes, of course. Everyone knows the Yagan's Fuegan dogs. Uh, The Yagan people lived in Tierra del Fuego, which is on the southernmost tip of Argentina, so it's not that far from the Falkland Islands. Interesting. So the Fuegan dog was actually a domesticated fox, which is unique because our dogs are domesticated wolves. That's still on the same family tree, though. Mm -hmm. These dogs were used for hunting, as guard dogs, and to keep their humans warm on cold nights. The Fuegan dogs and the Yagan people had been living together side by side for quite some time when some missionaries show up. Instead of being amazed by these cool looking dogs, they hate them. Well, I don't. Why would they hate this? Uh, these dogs? That doesn't make any sense. I think maybe they were jealous. It's kind of like when you were you're a kid and a friend. Your friend has like a cool toy that you don't have, and you're really jealous of it. You pretend like you hate him, and then you set their house on fire. <laughs> oh, those are the other guys. Sorry. And this is, it's hard to keep track of who's hating yeah. which dog on which island. Okay, so what they do is they claim that the dogs attacked their goats and cattle. Oh, I've never heard that before. 
listen to episode one, Tasmanian Tiger. And I guess they just exterminate all of the dogs. They're just gone. Whole species extincted. This is like that Dave Chappelle skit where he says the police come in and shoot a black guy and then they sprinkle some crack on him and leave. (laughs) That was a little bonus extinction for you. The whole reason I brought it up is that the theory was that maybe the Falkland Island dogs are descendants from a dog like the Fuegan dogs Mm, because they looked a little bit similar. They weren't too far away. Mm -hmm. Understand. Mm -hmm. But... We still haven't figured that out. Still a mystery. Moving on. Back to the Falkland Islands. Back to Darwin trying to figure out where these dogs came from. And he's pondering this. He's trying to think about it. And he takes a specimen with him. Darwin does. Mm -hmm. A dead one. And at this time, he predicts that he thinks they're going to go extinct pretty soon. Wait, so what what happened? I thought they were friendly to everyone. And uh, how are they already going extinct by the time Darwin's there? Well, turns out. Their friendly demeanor becomes their downfall. Pretty quickly, people who visit the islands figure out that the wolves are incredibly easy targets. You could lure one in with a piece of meat in one hand and then club or knife it to death with your other hand. Wow. (laughs) I'm thinking of something funny here, but it seems pretty serious. Well... Wait. No, I thought... They kind of made a joke out of that because this is what led to its actual scientific Latin name, which translates to the foolish dog of the South. The foolish dog (laughs) of the South. That's that's what kids in like Georgia have to type in their typing tests. The foolish dog of the South jumped over the uh, snoozing uh, magnolia branch. (laughs) Well, this spurs an international killing spree. There's that many, like, Latin-speaking science nerds who hear this name of being a foolish dog, and they're like, let's go kill him. <laughs> I don't know if that's what really brought them to the island, but while you're there, it why not? It wasn't keeping them away. No. <laughs> Starting in the 1700s, the Spanish start bringing cattle to the islands, and they don't trust the Falkland wolf around their cattle even though it wasn't killing any of their cattle. Regardless, the Spanish start killing the Falkland wolves whenever they can. And it's we... a preemptive strike. Yes. They're going to kill them before they get a taste for cattle blood. Yeah. I, I didn't think of it like that. Makes sense to me. And you, you know how easy it is to kill them. Yeah. Apparently you can just make a bird with your hand, like a shadow puppet, in one hand, and, I don't know, hit them with a rock with the other. <sighs> Okay, Uh, in the 1800s. The old look over here. (laughs) Look what I'm doing here, and then... In the 1800s, a lot of stuff happens. You know, that is when Darwin visits. Also, the English attempt to take a couple of wolves back with them to London. Uh, And how did that pan out? Well, they it, it works this time. They don't jump overboard, and they put them in the London Zoo, and they stay there for a couple of years, but they don't last long. Hmm. Well, at least they made it back this time, and and some kid got to have a happy Christmas. (laughs) So that's the English? That's the English. Uh, Then there's fur traders. Fur. From where? From the United States. They show up, and they're skinning these guys left and right. Next, the Scottish come, 
and they want in on the action. They bring a bunch of sheep with them to the Falklands. And I guess some of those sheep are dying because what they do is they blame their deaths on the Falkland Islands wolf. And it's this is super eerily similar to the Tasmanian tiger story, but they claimed that they sucked the blood from their sheep. Wow. Right. That is exactly what they did with the Tasmanian right, tiger. Right. And they even put bounties on them like they Dirty did with the... Scots. <laughs> Spreading vampire rumors. What might have really been happening is that the sheep were mistaking Falkland Island wolves for dogs, getting spooked and running off and getting lost and dying. This is the same time you could just point at a woman, call her a witch, and that was the end. Like, well, I guess we're going to have to murder her to find out if she's a witch or not. If her, if we can't chop off her head with an axe, then she's definitely a witch. <laughs> this is a multinational effort. You've got Spaniards killing. You got the English kidnapping. You got Americans skinning and trapping. You got the Scots spreading false rumors. That's teamwork. If there's a positive we can take away from it is nations crossing lines, working together, get a common shared goal achieved. Yeah. Wow. It's it's impressive. Um, the final nail in the coffin for the Falkland Islands wolves was a bounty that was put in place. People start putting out poison for the wolves. The wolves are eating it up, and one by one, they start dropping like flies until 1876, when the very last wolf dies. Oh, bummer. Yeah, sucks. So let this be a life lesson to everybody. Don't be friendly. Don't go out there with your tail wagging. Right. It's just an invitation to the whole world to come kill you and you. That really was their downfall, which is a bummer, because that's just what dogs want to do. They want to be your friend. It is true. And in this case, you know, they tried to do that up until the very end. Yes, they did. It's a bummer. Sorry about that, Falkland Island yeah. dogs. Yeah, thanks for playing, Falkland Islands Wolf. Maybe I shouldn't have been so nice. I'm surprised that you haven't brought up the fact that we still have not solved the mystery of the origin of the Falkland Islands wolf. Do you have this answer? Are you setting this up or... We do have the answer. Wow. We recently figured it out. And what's cool is that the specimen that Darwin collected on the beagle helped us figure it out. They used DNA from that specimen along with a few others that they found to figure out the genetic puzzle of this. Turns out the Falkland Islands wolves' closest direct ancestor is an extinct fox. So that Fuegan dog on Tierra del Fuego... The Agenswegen. <laughs> right. So you remember that was also a domesticated fox. I do. So that theory about the dogs being brought over on a canoe or a ship or whatever to the islands was starting to look good. But turns out the Falkland wolves split genetically from that mainland cousin that I mentioned about 16,000 years ago. That's during the height of the last ice age. And at that time, there weren't humans in the area. So it couldn't have been those... Fuegan Yagen dogs. So, mystery solved? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm getting to the uh, the big reveal here. Okay. That Ice Age date did provide a clue, though. 
water levels would have been a lot lower at that time because it's locked up in ice sheets, right? So it could have been so low that an ice bridge might have formed between the southern tip of South America and the Falkland Islands. And they did find evidence of this bridge. So the Falkland wolves would have just walked across, feasting on washed up marine carcasses and other stuff on the way. You know, that's a come up for them. Hell yeah. And this also explains why they're probably the only mammal, which is that that's an easy distance for a fox to cross, but that's too far for a smaller animal to cross, like a rodent. So there you go. They walked across uh, an ice bridge during the last ice age and got stranded on the island when the, the bridge melted. Mystery solved. Yeah. Pretty cool, huh? Yeah. On this week's Countdown Clock to Extinction, the helmeted hornbill. That is a bird that is found in pockets of forest in Asia, places like Indonesia, Malaysia, and Thailand. The birds are truly amazing. They look like actual dinosaurs. They have this huge helmet, or they call it a cask, on the top of their head. And they call it ivory, but, you know, it's keratin, like the stuff our fingernails are made out of. It's different from a lot of other birds who have helmets like that because the helmeted hornbill's cask is solid. Currently, they're critically endangered because of habitat loss and poaching, mostly poaching. That helmet or cask is highly sought after. How many are left? They don't know exactly, but we do know that in areas where the bird has been seen that it's rarely seen anymore. Like some people haven't seen it in years. We do have an idea of how many are being poached because in just one small forest area, they counted 6,000 individuals that were killed in just one year. Damn, that's, that's just a lot. one little area too. And that doesn't seem like a sustainable uh, amount of birds right. to take away from the environment and think they continue. They're going fast. They have this ranking system for endangered species and so they went to critically endangered from where they were in just three years they like went three spots up in, in that just three years which is fast these birds are going fast so get down to myanmar <laughs> so i i wanted to kind of talk about poaching for a second because they're being poached for that horn the mm-hmm. horn bill on the horn and i highly suggest jack that you look up what these look like okay They're very cool. Can you post it on the Twitter? Definitely we'll do that. Okay. So there's this poaching problem, right? You've got poor people in the area and they're just trying to survive. And it makes sense. You kill one of these and and sell its hornbill, you're going to be able to feed your family for a long time. But unfortunately, it's not a sustainable means of survival. Mm -hmm. And so what they're trying to do to solve this issue is convert the poachers into custodians of the birds and create a tourism industry around endangered animals like this and create a means of income around the birds instead of just killing them and getting money that way. A sustainable... A tourism angle. Yeah. Well, that's really smart. And it's worked, and they've had some success in Thailand. I don't know that it's worked with the hornbills necessarily, but this idea of converting the poachers into custodians is something that's working. I'm just saying it's good to see that there is a solution to some of these problems. And, and that sometimes it's working. Sometimes it's working. So if you want to help the hornbill, you should popularize it. Show it to your friends. Get them <laughs> interested to go travel to Asia and check them out. Yeah, and 
help fund some of these programs that are changing the dynamics of from an illegitimate means to illegitimate means Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. of income cool so with that we don't really know how many are left i hate to uh usually i have a solid number for you jack and i don't today all the more reason to get on down to microasia bring your binoculars these birds are going fast well good luck helmeted hornbill um I would love to see one. Not me. I could go without it. Yeah. Whatever. Oh, you got the internet. I can just Google it. Could well, be, that could what? be extinct for all I know. It's not dead on Google. <laughs> okay. Well, that about wraps it up. If you would like to learn more about the Falkland Islands wolf or the helmeted hornbill and how you can help save endangered species everywhere, visit our Twitter at extinctionpod. That's at symbol extinctionpod. Yes. For more information. Cool. Thanks for listening. A Peg Leg Deer production.